Hey, it's Melody speaking. So hi guys, welcome back to another episode. So today I have a very special guest with me. So on Instagram she goes by so underscore Ray Ray. Is that correct? Okay, actually it's so dot Ray Ray, but like sure Mel. Sorry guys, it's at so dot Ray Ray, is it? Did I got it right? She got it! <laughs> okay. So hi Ray. Thanks for joining me today. Zero welcomes. Okay, so today's gonna be very casual, very we don't have a scripted script or like, you know, we don't really have a topic to talk about. But so you know how I <laughs> <laughs> So you know I went on my Instagram and I asked like, you know, you guys what are some questions that you wanna hear. So there are some questions that are actually directed at you, Ray, and I'm just gonna jump right into the questions, okay? I'm quite scared eh. <laughs> why? But there's a reason why I'm scared. You know there's this um site that's called Tell On Me, Tell On My. Uh-huh, yeah. So like I, I, I tried it out because I saw everybody was like going yeah. on it and people were asking questions and whatnot. Okay. Back in the days it was called like Ask FM or something, right? It was Yeah 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 correct, yeah. correct, correct. So it came out again. So I thought like I mean I'm pretty sure that you had your try mm-hmm. at it, and mm-hmm. I had my try at it. So I'm just like, you know, why not? I just gonna go on there, you know, create an account. But then, like this one, like people can leave you anonymous questions, and like all of my questions, right? Is I don't know. I feel like people have an issue with me and Crevice. They started <gasps> asking me about like whether I'm loyal to Crevice, <gasps> or like what is loyalty to me, and like what. Do uh, yeah all this this wow I'm just like who is this person? Well, so since you're on that topic, there are a few questions that are sort of like relationship related. So ah, I knew it. Okay, who are these people? Tell me. I don't okay, know, but 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 I have I have a feeling because okay everybody knows me and Afik um, Afik Noor Aswa aka mm-hmm. at Fikno mm-hmm. are really good friends and uh, we always go out and study together so yes I can understand if there's a misconception that I'm with Travis mm-hmm. and with Afik at the same time but, but Afik and me are just really good friends like we can't go anywhere beyond that okay because we just can't but you see, people outside, they don't know who Afik is. So as a third person, if I don't know you and Afik, when, let's say if I first got to know the both of you, I would have, you know, maybe some ideas in my head also that, you know, hey, maybe they're together or something. <laughs> and you know, whenever people say that, I'm actually very happy. They have no idea. But it's true, it's true. I mean, yeah, you know, you have that one good guy friend that everybody sort of like misunderstood oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i'm pretty sure you you, you experience the same thing also okay yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah let's not talk about that oh okay okay girl <laughs> but there is okay so since we're already on that topic right so there is this one question right about um what's the fine line, like, what's the grey area between, like, a friendship and a relationship? Like, you know, let's say if you are in a relationship, you know, what are, like, the boundaries or what is a grey line, you know? Because sometimes when you step into this, like, grey area, it might become friends with benefits, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the question was, what is, like, like, the fine line of this, um, between, like, the relationship between, like, as friends and as a couple, like, what's your line on it? What's a line I that you don't feel? It's a very good question, but it's also a very subjective question. Because it depends on the girl whether, like, how... I wouldn't say controlling. What is her definition of, like, what friendship is? Or, like, what is crossing her line? So okay. I feel it differs for different um, women mm-hmm. or, like, different partners. Like, for me, it's, if, since the question is, like, for, for us, you know. But for me, it's, like... If you talk to my man every day mm-hmm. for like random questions, it's already a bit like, uh, excuse me? Okay. You know? So, so like, your line is on the basis that they talk every day, is it? Yes. Okay. And it also depends on like 
the topic like do you have a problem is that why you need him because like he's a friend do you need him to be your listening ear and mm. whatnot like what is it that you want from him you know if you just want like attention or you just want to like talk mm. i'm just like don't you have other friends so, so if that person really needs like let's say a person to talk to and that person just so happens to only be your boyfriend for some reason you know like they can connect in some ways that she finds that that's, the only person. That's always, yeah, that's always the case, isn't <laughs> so it? So, is that acceptable for you? I feel like, yes, it is. If you are willing to put me in the conversation as well. Mm, okay, so you, you but, must not be kept in the dark. Yeah, I don't like to be kept in the dark. Like I cannot be kept in the dark. I think this is from like my past experience when yeah. we are kept in the dark and we're in a shadow even though we are in a relationship but like you have your own friends and then like you have your own friends yeah. who are of the opposite gender and like as much as we want to rely on trust, like we do trust our partner but we don't trust the third party you see. Yeah, that's true. As yeah. much as you want to trust but you'll never know like what might happen and and it's beyond your control. You can't control how people react or to certain situations. I think for me, what's a like really grey area or like a line that I really cannot tolerate is when they use inappropriate words. I know like this is like to the extreme. Like it's not something that because I'm a person that is I'm honestly a very open person and I'm a very like I can tolerate most things and I'm usually very open. Like if you wanna go and make friends with girls, fine. You know, like Sure, you know, I can make friends with guys also. But I think, like what you said, there's a distinction between, like, like talking to that person every day and actually just, like, having a normal, casual friend conversation. Because for my personal experience, you know, I've been told that, yeah, she's just an ordinary friend, you know, and she just needs help. Yes! <laughs> I agree. Okay, if she needs help, that's fine with me, you know? But, like, if mm. you're gonna... Oh, okay. I, I, I would say... <laughs> I would say that's very subjective because if she does need help, fine, you know, like, but I think as a woman, like, as other women, you also need to understand if, let's say, that guy is attached or is in a relationship, you know, and you, you, I know you have your own needs and you're going through stuff, but has it ever occurred to, like, that, that, that girl or that female that, you know, how would the girlfriend feel yeah. If it was you, you know, if it was another girl talking to your boyfriend, how would you feel? I'm not against it. I'm not trying to say that I'm against it. But it's just very... Yeah, like I say, I, I can't trust a third person when it comes to this kind of things. It really depends. Okay, it really depends. Yeah, but then you have that situation where, like, your boyfriend is the friend that she always confides to. Yeah, that, that that's one of the things that I think as women, it's very normal for us to be paranoid about. Why? Why? Why is it something that's normal for us to be paranoid about? It shouldn't be that case. You don't see guys getting paranoid at girls. There are some. There are some. Okay, some. But it's just like, maybe guys are not as vocal as females are. Or, or may- yeah, that. Or maybe, you know, they just feel it, but they don't say it. So, it's yeah. more common for women to, you know, say these kind of things. Because we wear our hearts on our sleeves compared to guys. And we are more emotional and It's yeah. true, that's true. So if there's any guys out there, you know, can give us an answer as to why guys are okay <laughs> with it. No sh- give us a shout out and oh, like tell us I need to know. I really don't know this answer. But I, like, yeah. I completely like okay since both of us are attached. Mm. Okay. Like for me, crevice is simply impossible. To be jealous or to, uh, it's very hard for me to make is him it? jealous. Is it really? Or maybe he just doesn't say it. Like yeah, I, that's, yeah. But that's also because most of my male friends are uh, gays or hom- homosexuals. Mm, okay. So so he knows that my friends are. In, I mean, this cannot go beyond anything like, other than friends. <laughs> He knows all my friends. So, like, he feels safe. He trusts my friends. He knows my friends. And, yeah, okay, maybe I just don't have straight guy friends for him to, like... You do, come on. That's true. I'm pretty true. sure there are other guys. Like, I don't know, your secondary school friends, poly friends, JC friends. Girlf- um, girlfriends, girlfriends, theater, usually also girls. Okay. Secondary hey. school, girls' school. Kravis has it easy. <laughs> right? So, like, I feel like... He- it's so hard to make him jealous, you know. Okay. Okay. 
So then, since we, we really dived into the questions really fast, like the first question was, wow, okay. So there's this one question. If you both could create your own series on Netflix, what would it be? Oh, oh damn. I think it would be, it would be a very... Wow. So it's basically oh. like your own like movie, but in a series, like Riverdale kind of series, or like, I don't know. Crash landing on you. <laughs> oh wow! Hey, but in all honesty, I don't know. Eh. Like I will. Okay, I personally would create my own K drama series. Are you serious? If you really, really, I would. <laughs> I've oh been watching gosh. so many K dramas recently, and it's like, what would it be like to have my own series of like K drama, but like Singaporean version? You know. Do it, Mel. I watch it. So the kind of series, the kind of series that talks about like what Singaporeans women like as Asian women, you know, we can even talk about like if let's say you were to be in a multiracial like relationship as Singaporeans, you know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that would be interesting. But I, I, for me, I would kind of wanna drive it to. Do you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine? I didn't, but I know sort of what it is, lah. So it's like it's all the colorful characters. They're all very strong individuals, but like the way they interact with one another, it's like a sitcom. Some of it can be quite funny and whatnot. I feel that that's that's my series with Kravitz, because he's a very funny guy, and like both of us are completely different. But when we get together, it's just like it's a whole new level of like stupidity. <laughs> I meant, um, mm. not stupidity. It's, it's just more vibrant. And like, it's impossible not to laugh when I'm with him. Mm. Yeah. I, I really feel like you guys, when I hear the idea, I feel like it would be more of like a YouTube channel. Uh, yes. Right, I mean, know, those vlogging yeah. style on the day of like what my life is as a couple. With Travis Chang. Right. Oh, going on that topic. So, I know that you and Travis are in... Well, can I say that it's like a multi-racial relationship? Because it definitely is. Right? Yeah. So, so there was this one question, what on being in an interracial relationship, like how is it like? You know, what's the struggles? If you're comfortable with talking about it, if not, it's cool. Actually, it's something that I'm really used to because all of my exes, Kravis is my third one, by the way. Third time's the charm, yeah. Ring, ring. Okay, anyway. Um, all it's my exes deal, right? were all... <laughs> I... I mean, oh, where was I? Okay, all my exes were all Chinese, mm-hmm. and they are non-Muslim. So when it comes to our differences, they we compromise with each other a lot, mm-hmm. and I am I feel like I'm very blessed to find the guys who accepts me for who I am and respects my differences, my lifestyle, my diets, uh, my prayer times, and. The struggle is really when it comes to parents and family. Mm, definitely, yeah. Yeah. It's going on in the Asian culture. Correct. And both of our Asian countries are very, very strong on its own when it comes to food, to um, rituals yeah, and celebrations. Definitely. So I think that is like the biggest, cult- um, the biggest challenge and struggle. And each culture has their own um, norms to live up to. Mm-hmm. So, but is so it like, better now? Like with your family... Oh, it's always a struggle till today. <laughs> okay, okay. So, like for example, um, he as a Chinese family, mm-hmm. like wealth is important. So you must make sure you have a stable job first. You have a good saving before you get married. But for a Malay Muslim culture, it's more like you guys have been together for very long already. You know, it's time yeah. to seal the deal to get married fast before, like you know, something bad happens. Mm-hmm. They tell all the face shame shame you know it's all about the image and the culture i mean that's overall asian culture but like those are the biggest struggles in a multiracial relationship so is there any like fix or like is there a way that the both of you deal with it is there like i don't know what do you usually do y'all talk it out do y'all like talk to the families what what's the what's the way that y'all deal with it I feel my side of the family has to be very patient with him and his family accepting that like Kravis is going to marry me or settle down with me so he has to go through um, all the things that he has to do to be with me. And 
his family also have to understand um, that his his way of living is also going to change. Like the way he eats, yeah. um, the celebrations and whatnot. They have to take in consideration of that. Lah. Yeah, so space and time is very important. Respecting each other differences. Um, communication is very important. So for example, like I communicate a lot with his parents and his mom and his siblings especially mm-hmm. to show them that Race and religion is just completely different for who I am as a yeah. person. And seeing that and showing yourself and being yourself, I feel it's more important than having race and religion to be a factor that's stopping a relationship from working. Because all of those can be worked about. It can work around it. Um, it's it's workable. Like, there's a lot of negotiation and like, compromising to do. I actually spoke to his parents alone. Mm-hmm. Like, just the three of us about our future yeah. and whatnot. And, like, I understand the surnames are important. Yeah. So, I, I definitely want my children to have the surname, to like, to continue on with the surname. That's definitely... I'm not going to change his name and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I feel the fear comes from the lack of knowledge mm-hmm. about what the differences are. Yeah. So, it's not yeah. so much, like, the little details of, like, naming and, like, the different... I would say the culture is different, but it's more of, mm-hmm. like... It's not entirely different that, you know, there's no way that you guys can compromise it. Mm. Alright, yeah. Okay, well, very wise words, Ray. <laughs> and I really hope, I really hope to attend your wedding, you know, soon, maybe in a year's time, two years' time, you know? I'm, yeah, <laughs> I shall not say anything about that now. Okay, <laughs> but I will hear it soon, off this podcast. Yes, off, off the podcast, maybe. <laughs> okay, let's move on. The next question... <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm like literally picking up questions, okay? So, <laughs> this question is specific because I saw the name. It's from Afik Noor Azwa. Oh, wow! What a shocker! <laughs> so, his what? The guy who is causing me so much problems. Is he really? Are okay, you sure? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he asks, Social anxiety. Literally, that's what he wrote, guys. I feel this is a real issue, especially when the circuit breaker is going to be over and we're leading up to phase one. Um, I'm pretty sure, I mean, knowing you also, you are definitely going to face this thing called social anxiety. (laughs) Because we are so used to working from home in the comfort of, like, our safe area and our safe space, you see. But there are many people who who are actually really excited to go back to work, you know, who are more extroverted, who needs people interaction, and yeah, yeah, I need that interaction. Yeah, I'm not, I'm like a complete opposite, like the <laughs> other side of the world, of the extrovert world. I'm like I so introvert. I didn't used to be an introvert though. I mean, when you first know me, I think I was... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think when you guys first know me, I was still an extrovert, but it wasn't that extreme. When I was 17 and 18, I would admit that I was like the most extroverted person ever. <laughs> I would seriously meet every single like new people I could meet. I I would go out to clubs, go out to parties, and I'd be like, hi, oh, my man. name is Party, party. That was me, okay. That was in my age, 17 or 18, like when I was, yeah, that age group. <laughs> And then when I joined uh, MDC, I was still quite the extrovert. I I would say I was still, yeah, I was. I agree. It was more toned down. Like, I knew that on some days. What? You called it toned down? Really? When I say Are you serious? Really? Yes. Don't lie. Really. When I I talked about my 17 and 18 years old days, right, it was really crazy extroverted, okay? I could go days interacting and interacting and meeting new people and I wouldn't be tired. Like, I'll be like, okay, sleep, bring it on, you know, like, next person, come. It's like doing an interview, you know, okay, next person, like, <laughs> like, hi, what's the <a> name? <laughs> <laughs> That's when you had your youth, girl. Yes. So, when I, when I, I would, I would say, when I, I entered MDC, I was a little bit more introverted to, like, I was leaning towards the introverted side. I think because when the first year, I was more of an extrovert because, um, I was still new. <laughs> <laughs> And I was getting to know everybody in the company. It's understandable. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I think, I, I really don't know when, but slowly I think the start, maybe the start of this year or maybe because um, of the things that I had to go through last year. Mm. Yeah, and I slowly started to become more introverted. And yeah, 
social anxiety is something that it wasn't a big issue for me. I had anxiety, but it wasn't it wasn't so like I was scared of like interacting with a huge group of people. It was more mm. of panic attacks and anxiety like that comes out, you know, it can come out all of a sudden, like for no reason. I, I'm sure you will know. Yep. Yeah. So it wasn't so much of being scared, but now now it's a little bit of a problem. Like I wouldn't say it's big, but sometimes when it gets too loud or when I feel the stress, I feel the pressure and I'm around people, I feel it coming. Like I feel the the shortness. Like of you, you feel like it starts to pulse within yes. you and just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yes. Oh yes. 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 So yeah. Going back to work after the CP is definitely gonna be a bit of a struggle. Ah. <sighs> It's gonna be such a huge struggle for me. Like, even on, like, a normal day basis. Like, for example, a show day. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, you have audience and crowd. So, yes. like, on stage, that's completely fine, you know. When I'm on, like, work mode, Performing, it really right? is work mode. Yeah. And I can just, like... Yeah. But, like, the moment it ends, the moment the crowd starts moving, yeah. like, my social anxiety will just kick in. Yeah. Like, I cannot be around crowds anymore. Like, even going to work in a morning commute is such a struggle for me. And, like, work from home has been nothing but a freaking blessing. Yes, the workload is more and the stress is definitely more. And so is the demands and expectations of the company. But it really is such a huge blessing for me. Because, like, I don't have to talk to people. I don't have to be around people. The noise level is just my room level. And I listen to things very softly. So when it comes back to going back to work to the studios, where there will be, like, instruments playing, speakers, live sounds, it's it's going to be a huge struggle. Eh? Yeah, Especially definitely. now that... Okay, I think this is my, it's my first time saying it out. Because not... Many people know about oh. this also. Okay. But my left ear hearing is impaired now. Okay, yeah, you, you talk, Yeah, no. and I'm still waiting for the results like MRI and whatnot. But like, you know, it's, it's shit, you know, yeah. and like my ears are very sensitive. And like now every loud thing just like gives me a headache. Okay, but is it, are you seeing a doctor? Are you, is it getting, can it be treated? Well, um, doctor says it's impaired for life, so oh, there no. is no recovery. Yeah, and I just we are waiting for the MRI scan results, mm-hmm. and from there, if we have rule out all the things, then it's just treatment for me to learn how to live with my impaired ear. Is it like totally like you can't hear anything or? Oh, I can hear, but it's just muffled and like there will be constant like buzzing or pulsing or ringing, depending on its mood. La. I feel like my ears are not my ears anymore. It is la. I mean, it is la, but like it's beyond my control. <laughs> I really hope it gets better though. I mean, it really sucks, but life throws you a curveball. You make lemons out of it. Yes, you do. So in my previous podcast, I did talk about like anxiety and how to deal with it and some ways that I feel like it works on me. So what are some ways that, you know, that you cope with this anxiety, with things that you're going through? I feel that it's important to have a good team of support, a support team around you. Like, it doesn't have to be everybody, it's just a handful amount. When things get overwhelming, I know that by putting myself in these people, like, I will feel safe because I trust them. Mm-hmm. And I know that they know that I'm going through my attacks or my anxiety moment. And they know how to give me space. Or, like, when people come to approach me, they'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, just really just need her space now. She's not ignoring you because she's angry or whatnot. Yeah. And, like, I feel that having this group of support people is very important to me. Like, mm-hmm. I have you. I mean, you're definitely one of my supporters. Yay. I have Ari. I have Afik. So, like, these three people are very important in my life. Mm. And especially at work or like show days. And you can <laughs> definitely talk to us. Okay, let me just say they have saved my life too a couple of times <laughs> when I have my breakdowns in at work, at performances. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's so important to have a good support team yeah, around you. I think you just need a few. Not a lot, but just that two to three people in your yeah. life that understands you that that knows what you're going through. I think that's all yeah. you need. <laughs> so the next question. Okay, before I go to the next question, okay, that, 
there's one um person I, I don't think I should name who but he has a reply to you he say that should should Ray get her braids back like you know remember the time where you did this oh. Apple braids and he said that he definitely 100% agree that she does like she should get it back I do want to though but like the circuit breaker I can't meet my favourite ex <laughs> Tiano <laughs> Tiano but I really do yeah. love the braids on you. I really think it looks good. I think you should go do it again. I want. I really do want to. If you do, to. please bring me. I really want to try. Is it heavy? It, is it? I feel like it's not about the weight that's the issue. I think it's about how long it takes to do the braids. <laughs> how long do you do? 10 hours. Oh, God. Oh, but I have sat in a salon for 10 hours before. It wasn't to do the braids. Okay? What? It, I did. I did. I, st- I, I sat there from 9am all the way until their closing time about 9pm, like 8pm plus. What Actually, that's not 10 hours. Hair? That's 12 hours, I think. You <laughs> do treatment or you no. sit there for okay, work? This, or? This, this was when I still had my really long hair. It was like longer than JJ's hair. Okay? Oh my god, yes. I remember it you was, showed me a photo before. Yeah, okay. So my hair length was about my over my butt. It was really very long. <laughs> so I did, I did an ombre dye. So half of my hair, I did like three different colours. So it was like what? it was three different colors. It was like blue and turquoise and green. So she had to mash all these three colors together. And because of how like long and it was sort of like my first time doing this crazy color. So she had to bleach my hair like three to four times before I could put on the color. And bleaching itself like took like I think five hours at least. So to put like the three different dyes. And she was very good. Okay, she's really really good. Like the salon that I go to, she really like took like beads and pieces and dyed different strands of colour. So one strand can be like green and then blue. It was crazy. My butt ached after that. And I remember doing this solely because I was going through a breakup. Secondly, it was because I was going to zoom out. <laughs> Wait, hang on. So right after the hair appointment, you went to zoom? No, the next day. Okay, for a moment I was like, yo girl, you have so much energy. And let me tell you, the next day, because it was at San Posa, right? So there was like, it was a beach and there was like, the seawater and everything. So I went for a swim, right? The dive, no. the dive. No, no, <laughs> Yes, so the next day, my hair colour faded. <laughs> it faded to about, it wasn't that bad, okay? It was, it was. If I didn't go swimming, I think it would have took like maybe another five days to one week before the colour fades. But because I think of the chlorine and the sun and the sweat, <laughs> it faded to a bit of like this like algae green colour. Mel, you sat there for 12 hours and, and it didn't was... even last a week. And it was about like $400. <laughs> okay, after that, after... I think the next month, I cut my hair. I cut everything off because it was too bleached and spoiled. <laughs> $400, guys. $400. Yeah, that's my hair story. <laughs> Though, I have to say that you and Banks super cute. Yes, but it's really hard to maintain. You know how hard it is? I grew them this um, circuit breaker already, like, you can see. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can tell. We, we are um, Google Hangout right now, for those who are wondering. Yeah. So, it was fun for the last one, two months or so. But it was really, really hard to maintain. I had to blow dry the hair that bangs every single morning, okay? Otherwise... It's worth it! No! It was... Otherwise, it would just be, like, flat to your face and it looks horrible. It's like, you know, like, Dora had a very bad haircut, something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was was how my hair looked like, okay, guys. And then after that, I tried to get my, I went back to the salon, because I got to get it trimmed. And then after I, she she suggested that I should do this, like, perm to my bangs, just my bangs, not my hair. So I did this perm to my bangs, and it was, like, super curly afterwards. (laughs) It's like, you know you took the, the like, curl, the roller, that pink colour roller that yes, you took. Yes, yeah, yes. it's like you leave it there overnight and then you took it out the next morning, but it's there permanently. Oh so, no! On the good side, on the good side was that it, was, it wasn't flat to my face because you permed it, right? But it's not the kind of curl yeah. for a bangs. So I kind of like outgrew them and yeah. I figured that it was too hard to maintain. It was cute. In pictures, it really looks cute. It really looks good on you. Right. 
Yeah, but mm, no, I don't know how these Korean like K-pop stars or Korean girls. They... I mean, they have their own stylist to follow them wherever they go, lah. That's true, but okay, normal Korean girls. How about you know? I don't know. Effort every day, <laughs> every day, and they self-trim mm-hmm. themselves in the toilet. We need a podcast episode just for hair on its own. Oh, I made a person shave her hair before. Mel. This okay, was... yes. We did a podcast just for hair. Hair <laughs> stories with Melody Leong. Okay, yeah. I, I kind of like poured super glue on her head. Okay, yeah. No! no. What did she do to make you angry? I don't know. Oh, oh she took my crayon. Hold up. Taking crayon, pouring super glue, very fire. This was like, this was when I was in kindergarten. If I, yeah, it was kindergarten. Okay, so like, we okay, had this like, You wouldn't know what craft. super glue is like. It's no, okay. it was during arts and craft lesson. So she took my, my crayon and I was really angry because she didn't ask me. It was my favourite crayon. <laughs> so I just took the glue that was on the table and I was just like, You do <laughs> Okay, let's answer another, um, one of another not so serious um, question. So this person asked, if one of you would suddenly turn into a zombie, would you run or end her suffering? Okay, 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 okay. You, that's, the first one is run. The second one is... To kill and, me, basically. End the suffering. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I, okay, we count one to three. You say your answer, I say my answer, okay? Okay. Okay. You say, you say one or two, okay? Okay. Okay, one. One, two, two, three. Two! two. <laughs> there we have it. We have it. That's right. That is correct. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. What, what's the reason? <laughs> Why? I mean, like, if I were to be a zombie, I would want you to kill me and end my suffering. Uh. Actually, and, like, I, would I would want you to run away. What? Mel, I don't... I won't leave you to be a zombie. But I wouldn't know that I'm a zombie. Exactly. So I'd rather, like, kill you and, like, bury you properly. But what if I want to leave as a zombie? Why would you want to infect other humans? I mean, I can don't. <laughs> <laughs> You're a zombie. You won't even know. Just, just put me at like some you no, know, no human population. Anyway, and, like see maggots <laughs> coming out from your body. No, <laughs> yuck! I rather you die, look pretty, pretty, and then like decaying and alive. I mean, if I'm a zombie, then the coronavirus wouldn't like get to me. I mean, that is true. Would you rather have coronavirus or a zombie virus? I would have a zombie apocalypse. Legit, eh, but you know what I want to say, right? If this coronavirus is actually a zombie virus, right, the whole world is done for. Oh, but I would love to see... Okay, not that I want to see the world end, but I would love to see, like, a real-life zombie apocalypse because I love this kind of, like, thriller, zombie, ghost, kind of, like, action-packed movies. Okay, Mel, after this, we play L4D2, okay? <laughs> sure. I have Steam now. <gasps> really? Ray, oh my god, okay, we're gonna talk this offline. I need to tell you this later. <laughs> okay. Okay. One dog. For those who don't know, Mel is a huge, like, gamer girl, okay? I'm she not. A, you, a, mm, she's the one wearing a diva shirt now. Ah, you saw it! Yes! Diva is from Overwatch, by the way, guys. If you want to have a match with us, you know. <laughs> I mean, I we are noobs. I want to now. Yeah, we are noobs at it now. Okay. Next one. What outfit, which designer for your first red carpet would you like wear when you walk down the Oscars? Easy Gucci. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. I, I would say LV. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay la. I can I can see that. I can see that. Okay, next one. Who would be your celebrity guest star that you would like to have dinner with? Oh. Must it be celebrity? Guest star, I guess. Like, someone famous? There is. Like, I look up to this person, like, so much. Okay, like, who? But cannot judge, okay? I just think that like, she's freaking amazing. Okay. Michelle Obama. Oh my god. <laughs> you say you cannot laugh, you promise! I never laugh, I'm smiling. I'm trying not to laugh. No, 
Michelle Obama is an amazing woman, you know, like, if she you were to read, like, from her background growing up, and, like, the struggles she that she has to go through, and the things that she has done to help younger children, and the youth, and women around the world, she yeah. is the best Mrs. President she the is. world has ever had. For mine, I think, okay, I don't know if you know her, she is an actress that has done, like, you know, all these like, what's it called? ABC show. Shay Mitchell. Do you know her? Do you know? Oh my god, you know her! I really admire her, okay? Like, in terms of, like, her personality, the way she dresses, the way she looks, okay? And now she has a baby. Googling ah, it. Ah, from Pretty, from Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. I Thanks for Googling it. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but basically, yeah, if I could have dinner, I would. Because she's really hot, guys. As a mom, she's very hot. She has like a 10-year-old baby, like 10-month-old baby, and she's still like, woo! I know another person in real life who has a really nice body and two kids. Oh, yes, I know who too. Oh my gosh, she is amazing. And she's running her own business now. Uh, yeah. We're just going to give it a shout-out. Sure. Um, skin shots. <laughs> yeah, she makes amazing macaroons, guys. <laughs> really, check it out. <laughs> really amazing. I finished it in like three hours. <laughs> it was too good and I was on my period. Oh yeah, that's understandable. Okay, okay. next question. Ten. Okay, so this is a little bit more intense. I, I would read these two questions together because it's kind of linked. The first one is, you know, what if someone lies to you? Like, what if your partner lies to you? And the second one is, would you give a, a cheater a second chance? Mm. I I will ask you whether you want to go first or I would want to go first because um, I would have a lot to say on this. Okay, I will let you go first. Okay. For me, if, let's say, someone were to lie to me, I think my natural instinct, it really depends. Okay, first, I think the context, it really depends on who the person is. If it's my partner, then genuinely, of course, I would definitely be hurt, like, on a deeper level as compared to if my friends like to me or, like, my family members like to me because a partner is someone that I chose to be with, you know, and to confide in no matter what it is. And to have that person lie or, like, deceive me, it's something that, I, as a person, I cannot really accept, but I would learn, or, like, I would go and understand why they chose to lie to me. And I know as a person, and as a cancer horoscope, you know, <laughs> I would feel for them, and I would sort of give them a second chance. That's based on my personal experience. And also because, I think, like what I say, it really depends on, like, what the context is and what they lie about. If we're talking about giving a cheater a second chance, I did. That's, yeah. yeah. Please don't ask me why. And it was more than just, like, you know, a second chance. And you were there to witness it all, sort of. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure many women out there, if you are listening, and you have given a second chance to a guy, because, in all honesty, humans are flawed creatures. Yeah. And, like, it's only fair that we give them second chances, you know? Yeah. Well, like, to what extent do you give the chances to? Yeah. Correct. So, in my like, previous mm. podcast, I did, you know, um, mention that there are some people who, who, there are really, like, strong and beautiful women out there who really, once they caught their partner cheating or lying to them even, it's an immediate no for them. Like, they can really just walk out, like, walk out on them and, no, not look back. But then there are some who are more soft-hearted. I wouldn't say that it's right or wrong whether or not you choose to leave or give a second chance, but they're just two different kind of, like, humans, two different kind of, like, women in life. So I think for me, personally, and I, I, I think for you, I'm not sure, but I think we're the kind that would sort of hear it out and give a second chance to these people. Yeah, we would, like, understand why, what is it that we're not... Um, yeah meeting their demands or their desires yeah. that they are cheating on us like what is the issue that caused you to be attracted to another woman to cheat on you but yeah. I guess from personal experience the one thing that I can say is that <clears throat> a cheater is always a cheater no matter yes yeah it, it really is no matter how cliche you know it sounds I think once they are able to cheat I think that cheating is a choice you know 
even if it's a one night stand, even if it's a one time mistake, whether they get drunk, I mean, it's a choice in a sense that if you know that you're in a relationship and you still chose to get drunk and you know that when you're drunk, you don't have, you know, control over your actions and you end up cheating on your partner, then that's a choice also. It doesn't matter whether you mean it or you don't mean it. You know, it's not like somebody po- points a gun at your head and like, go and cheat on your partner. <laughs> then that's different. <laughs> but it's always a choice. No matter what people say, I really think that cheating is a choice. And I don't think that you should forgive a cheater. That's so ironic because I said that I will give a second chance. But I guess you have to, you know, you it's something that if you go through it, you will kind of like be more aware. And you once you go through it and you walk away from it, like you step out on a relationship, like you walk out on a partner because of this cheating and you enter a new relationship. That is something that I think from there on, you know that you really cannot forgive no matter what it is. But the moment you decide to continue, be like, okay, I'll forgive you, then it will just go on and on. I mean, mine went on for pretty long. (laughs) (laughs) But in all honesty, right, that being serious, I feel like cheating is something that's very hard to avoid. Yeah. Eh, what? No, no, in all honesty, like, you find a guy, and, like, he's loyal to you now. You marry him, you'll never know what's going to happen in the future. It's true, Cheating is still a is the percentage of cheating is so there. Yeah. But I feel like it's more important on like how you deal with che- the cheating. Mm-hmm. Because like like I say humans we make mistakes and like we are weak uh, weak like some humans are t- tend to be more weak <laughs> when it comes to such things. Yeah, like that's the reason why they cheat because like you say you know it's a it's a choice. Mm-hmm. And they are just more subtle to cheat. On the other person So would so you like, say that You would cheat Is there a chance That you would I mean I never know What's gonna happen In the future right. But like You have to be smart About it right? Like if you mm. If you want to cheat You have to figure out First why That's why I say why? Cheating is a choice I mean yeah, 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 yeah There's always a possibility But it's always a choice You know You can You can have the mindset So Okay so basically I asked Owen This question right Ooh. <laughs> Hello, Owen. No, I just wanted to ask his perspective. Like, if let's say a naked woman is in front of you, know what would you do? Would you be like attracted to like the girl because she's like naked, right? And his answer was yes, he would be because naturally, as a guy, you know, they would be attracted to a naked woman. You know, like because they see boobs, they're like, oh wow. <laughs> Damn but- it. <laughs> But he say it's a choice. Like he, even though he might like, what's that? What's that word? He might be attracted because physically, like in terms of like, attracted because he's a naked woman. But it's when it's his choice whether to act on it. And I think that's something that I didn't, I don't really get reply from from guys because usually they're like, yeah, I'm a guy. What? What do you mean? You know? But at least, uh, I don't know whether it's because, you know, it's me asking him that question. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, yeah, but I, I've never heard that kind of answer from a guy. And to hear it, it's like, wow, okay. So that's what some guys think. And I guess that's the kind of answer that I usually hear from women. Because I guess as women, mm. we are not really like... Sex isn't the thing that, you know, we go for. In yeah, like right? for example, like we can go to like a magic mic like show and yeah. we just like whoa, we have to blast of our time, but like yeah. we won't go and like sleep yeah, right. with the guy. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it's just the difference between guys and girls. Like guys are more sexually driven, naturally, like in by nature. Yeah, like animalistic wise. <laughs> but I mean, there are some women out there who cheat. There. Yeah, 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 there are yeah, some yeah. who, you know, go after married people. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, how about I share with you the story why I am so adamant about this whole cheating incident. So, when I was in my previous relationship, um, there was this woman. I'm not trying to... I'm telling the story because I'm not trying to, like, say that, you know, guys are always the one cheating. There are really some really... Am I allowed to say it? Really annoying. Okay, I'll be, I'll be nice. <laughs> really annoying women <laughs> out there. So this girl, um, so basically he cheated on me, right? On this girl. And he went on a date with her. 
night and midnight. And I saw him just before that. So he said he was going home. Then they apparently went for like supper at McDonald's. And after that, the next day when I met up with him, how I found out was because I saw um this McDonald's water bottle that was on his desk. And I knew that it wasn't there before because I just saw him like six hours ago and all. And he, did, he wasn't at McDonald's. Why is he there? So I had my suspicion and I went to... Hey, I'm not admit I kind of checked his phone. <laughs> but it was really because <clears throat> this was prior to everything that has happened. So I checked his phone and then I found that he met up with her. And this girl, I didn't know what her name was. Like, he just saved it as, like, these initials, like CL, which we will talk oh, about that's later. that's annoying. Yeah. So he saved it at CL and he, after that when I found out about it, of course we had a quarrel and we kind of like, I sort of like gave in again, right? So the days go on, the weeks go on and then suddenly one day I receive a Instagram DM from this girl. She DM'd me and she sent me a lot of messages. <laughs> she was What like, did it say? She was like, hey bitch! <laughs> Hold up, what? Really, really. It was a long... Okay, so she... she, I I don't remember exactly, like, word for word. But she did say things like, you know, hey, uh, why are you still together with my ex? Let's let's call him... What should we call him? (laughs) Why? Why? Okay, so she was like, hey, why are you still together with... Why are you still together with why? You know, he, he doesn't love you anymore. He... He is so unhappy with you and that's why he's seeing me. And then she the next text she said that I don't know if you remember me, but we were we went to the same primary school together and we were friends. So I was like, huh, who are you? You know, like why are you DMing me? And I went into a profile and I saw her name and I saw who it was and she was really my primary school friend, okay? She <laughs> We, we used to be in, like, the same class. We were, like, prefects together. We went to camp together. This is so K-drama, oh my <laughs> god. But we kind of lost touch with each other after that. That's why. But yeah, basically, she was my primary school friend. And she continued saying a lot of things. Like, so you know how uh, my profile... And I always tell you guys, like, I go by this motto in life where you should always know your worth. Right? Yeah. So she was, like... Who are you to say, um, how, like, what is your worth when you yourself are clinging onto a guy that doesn't even love you anymore? Like, you're not worth it, you know? You're, like, you're just holding on to him and he, you're making him unhappy. What if you make him commit suicide? What if he does things? And it's not his fault that, you know, he was cheating on you because you're just holding on to him, etc., etc. Yeah. She is scary. <laughs> yeah. So... I was like, okay, I didn't reply her, but she kind of, like, continued, and I just, yeah, blocked her, and ironically, I kind of, like, forgive that incident, I don't know why I did, but that's the story of how, you know, people are bitch out there, and it's not just guys. Moral yes, of the yeah. story, guys, don't give another chance to a cheater, because I'm really saying this from experience. After forgiving that incident, you know, it's, are you give why there were like chance. five, ten other times it happened again, similar stories. Yeah. So I would say don't forgive a cheater if you can. You can forgive but don't be in a relationship, you know, just be friends. I would say yes to that. But there's also scenarios where we have to think about if you are settled down with this cheater and you have um mm. kids, children you know, that's that's another whole issue altogether. Yeah. Because, like, as much as how strong that woman is and how independent she is, how financially stable she is, to separate away from a relationship where you already have responsibilities, like children, it, it affects another human life. It does, but if it's going to cause you the expense of, like, your mental health, like I said, it's... Being in a relationship with a partner is a choice that, you know, you chose as a person. And to have that person 
betray you is a whole yeah. new level of hurt. Yes. But like yeah. yeah, but like so I if your children are still young and like they have no idea what's happening or why their parents are separating, there's a lot of like self blame on the children on their own. Yeah. But would you would you like for me if I, I were mean, to be married and like my husband cheats on me, mm-hmm. like obviously there is a problem in the relationship between the two of us, but I will do my best to not let it affect okay. the children. It's like even if it costs my um happiness, like Definitely. it is my sacrifice as a mother, not as like a wife, but like as a mother to my kids to not separate myself away from their father. But it would definitely, in some ways, definitely still affect the kids that are involved indirectly, whether you, you know, want it or not. It's not yeah. something that you can prevent. Because technically, if they are your kids, if they are not of age yet, they are still living with you. You know, how how long can you keep Until it? they see from their Even own eyes like and they're like, Mommy, you know, are you not happy? You know, they can, whatever it is, we will support you. I'll be like, yes, thank you, goodbye! <laughs> So long, sucker. <laughs> this is like literally the K drama that I'm watching. It's like, oh, but gosh. you see that K drama, right? That child has no idea why. Like he does know, but in the end, he still blames himself. So, oh, um, okay, true, true. I haven't got to the ending, so yes. Uh, but I know that he knows that his parents are yeah. See well, what I mean? Like, all the questions yeah. is all about loyalty and cheating. Like, hello, why? Can you ask me other <laughs> questions? Why is it... I think because this is something that people go through a lot. Like, it's more... Co- Apparently, cheating is more common. I mean, it is. I mean, I just, um, social, the social media and, like, the lack of human interaction is very hard yeah. for, like, the human desires or the human yeah. needs to be met. You know, it's very rare to find people who can actually active listen, like, active listening to you and your problems and like, actually be mm-hmm. there for you with a human touch. Oh, that was a mouthful. <laughs> no, but it that is true. Because technology now is Speech. so prominent is, and, like... Correct. Or the online dating. But like, to what extent do you then call a cheating? Like, when you meet up with this person? Or like, when you sleep together with this person? Or do you talk with each other every day? Exactly. That's a very good question. If you talk with each other every day, that is like, okay, fine. That is one. But like, if, oh, if you have like, a problem and you need to talk to somebody about it, no, that's completely fine with me. But if you are going to like, talk in more than a friend kind of basis, then that's a big, big flag for me. Mm -hmm. And if you... If your partner goes out with this person without telling you or like asking whether you'll be okay with it without your consent, mm-hmm. then it's also another red flag to me. Because in a relationship, you have to let them know about like to reassure your partner that you But it works differently in every relationship. Oh yeah, that is true. You know I mean like but for me, like Cravius has learned to like reassure me. If like, she's going out to do recording with a female artist, he'll tell me like, I have a recording with this artist. You know, sometimes he has recordings at his home. So he'd be like, She's mm-hmm. coming over at this time, this time, you know, I'll be busy then and whatnot. And when he was overseas, it was really tough because it was our first time. Yeah. And like I think yeah. my close friends have seen my struggles and my tears. <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> but like when you are overseas and having like a long distance relationship that is a whole different story altogether. because like yeah, I, I have know. friends who are in a long distance relationship and like they did cheat mm-hmm. on their partner but like as Definitely, long yeah. as their partner doesn't find out they consider themselves safe I think cause nowadays like the younger generation that includes us right <laughs> they think that it's okay to cheat because I guess it's because of the more westernized mindset whereby, you know, it's okay to explore your options, it's okay to meet other people and then there's that mental mentality of where, you know, if, as long as the partner don't find out, it's okay. You know, it's different because you're still dating, you're not married, so you're allowed to see other people. Yeah. That's the mentality. I mean, nowadays. if you want to have that mentality, right, you have to deal it with your partner also. Like, hey, you sit them down. You know, this is going to be an open relationship. Yeah. I'm free to see whoever I want. You know, just lay it down and like, don't cause heartbreaks and like... But I think some, in some cases, or in most cases, is they don't know when they enter a relationship. Because even though they have this mentality, a lot of younger generation nowadays want to be in a relationship because it's apparently like the 
cool thing. You know, I mean, look at primary school, secondary school, like, children nowadays are dating at a young age, okay? It's They're crazy! Like I was like, yeah, it's oh crazy. my god. <laughs> so, I, I think people want and enjoy like, the status of a relationship, but they don't know the commitment that comes with it. That's why the cheating happens along the way. Yeah, the commitment is a whole different level. Uh. I mean, in yeah. relationship, it's not about fun. Uh. Sometimes we just fight almost every day, even though it's the smallest thing. Imagine if right. you actually want to marry this person and you live with this person, the person like brush teeth, right? Press the toothpaste Mar- wrongly, Marriage never a- close the cap. That one confirm fight also. Marriage is a whole new ball game. <sighs> it's Oh, yeah. It's different. Uh. It's very, very different. Oh my god, Mel. Is it we are aging? <laughs> well, you are. Uh, hey! I am. I have. I sometimes I have young guys with like Travis. We, we talk about such things. I'm still very young, guys. Just so you know. Okay. I'm not looking into marriage yet. <laughs> okay. I think this podcast is very long. Maybe we do one last okay, question. Okay, one last question. It's also a topic about relationships. Oh, seriously, who are these people? Do you believe in taking a break from a relationship? Like, is it okay to break up and then get back together again? Yes! I believe really? in that 100%. Okay, to really? me, it works for me. Like, I, okay. I need breaks when it gets too overwhelming. Like, I, I'm okay, afraid okay. of saying things that I don't intend of saying in the midst of emotions. So having that break, that space, a few days of silence and not talking to each other helps me to calm down, to reflect about what I want, what I need from my partner, what does my partner need from me. And then after that break ends, like we sit down together and we talk things out. You know, if that... How about like a breakup? Oh, breakup. No. <laughs> Like, I believe in breaks. I do not believe in breakups. So, you believe in, like, you know, taking a one-week break kind of situation and then sorting it out and get back together? Yeah. I wouldn't... Okay, for me, I think I wouldn't call it a break. I would call it, like, space. And I would feel like... Yes. Because I've been in long-term relationships also, so I know the, the kind of struggles that we feel when it goes down. Hey, especially when it comes, it comes to year three, yeah. Uh, Oh, yes, correct. Yeah, K N N C C B. But I don't. I don't believe in breaking up and getting back. Together. Yeah. I I feel like if actually okay, even with the space and the taking a break, I would feel a little bit hesitant, only because I think that, you know. If you can resolve the matter, if you guys know how to communicate, then it shouldn't come to a point where you feel. So frustrated with each other that you need to take a break. That's that's my personal take on it. Yeah. And I feel like if you, you constantly, you know, have to do this with your partner, if even for breakup, if like let's say you break up and you get back and you break up and you get back, it's gonna become like a habit sort of. Mm. But it's also maybe because I'm the kind of person that when I get into argument, I don't really mention the word break or like I need to get away from you or I need my space. I'm not the kind, but Owen's the kind that he needs his space. <laughs> Only because I feel like, yes, I believe in like, uh, I don't know how to put this, it's like contradicting myself. I, I believe in like space, but I don't believe in like not talking about it and then having a space. I always feel like it needs to be resolved. You know, you need to, both parties need to come to like, even if you can't come to a compromise, you need to talk about it at least. Because there's always going to be one person in a relationship that feels heavy from the fight, from the argument. And then for that person to give, for you to want space from that person is a bit selfish, I would say, because they are hurting, you know. And you need your space, yes. So what's the compromise? Not just, you know, okay, I'll give him space and I'll leave her be. Or like, the other way around, so it was the same. I need to go and talk to her. You know, it's it's not... I, I always believe in compromises. I don't believe in, like, giving in to that one person. Yeah. I mean... That's my struggle. I, I, I see where you're coming from. But it is also... <laughs> okay, but... Okay. Like, for me... um, it's, it's hard for me to think correctly when it comes to... If I'm overwhelmed with emotions. 
And like mm. Travis knows that really well So when we have Or we argue And we have our fights Like I try my mm. best To keep my emotion in check But when I really yeah. can't anymore That's when like I really need my break I need to step out I just like Don't talk to me And there are days And weeks Where we don't talk to each other Not even good morning mm. And good night Because like I just really need to breathe And like He really needs to think Like I can't I think I think I think that's fine But I feel like if you want to have space, you should let your partner. Oh yeah, know, definitely. Like, hey, yeah. yeah, don't don't go. There are them. some people. Yeah, correct. There are some people who really like, you know, just walk out on their partner and not say anything. I mean, if it you you told your partner that okay, fine, I need space. I will get back to you, you know, when I feel ready at a certain. I always feel like giving a certain time would be better instead of I will get back to you. Especially if you know if like your partner is the kind that will like overthink. Uh, yeah. Or like. <laughs> the kind that needs to settle It's really good to let them know Okay I need my space now But I will get back to you Maybe tomorrow morning Or like in two days You know I just need to gather my thoughts That's fine But what I don't like Is when a person really You know just Argument argument And then they hang up the phone And you never hear from them mm. Yeah that's the There's also yeah, another so- scenario Which I don't like It's like you are trying to Work things out But the person just refused To like acknowledge it And try to brush it Under the carpet Oh my god Oh god, that was my previous relationship. <laughs> like, stop. Issue. Big elephant in the room. Address it. Don't pretend like it's not there. But it could be... It's because some people are not very good at communicating. That's from what I see, like, from other people, from my friends, when they're in a relationship. There are people who really do not know how to communicate. Even though you're, communi- you're supposed to be communicating with your partner, right? Somebody that you can talk to very easily, but... Yeah. Communication is a hard part for people, uh, I guess. Maybe, like, centers should come up with communication one-on-one for couples. <laughs> there are! <laughs> oh, what? There are, there are therapies for this. Okay, there's that therapies, like, like, as in ingrained since, like, at a young age. But I feel like even communication... Okay, I feel like communication is just, like, a very important thing. Even in families with you and your parents or you and the siblings. Right. I think Correct. communication yeah. on its own. People just need to start communicating. Yeah. But it's hard for communication to happen also, especially when you have a lot of um, things that you can escape to, you know. Yeah. But sometimes I feel it's not about the communicating part, it's more of like the emotions of letting people know how you feel that is hard. Because we have no point, we have no problem like communicating with other people. We talk to people every day in our daily lives. So that's communication itself and I don't think it's much of a hassle for a lot of people because you do talk to people you do talk to your friends your family it's more of like conveying how you feel that's something that I think in the Asian culture this is always like a problem and it's very hard also la like for you to convey your emotions that's also mean that you are putting your heart on your sleeve which also shows that you're vulnerable and you're prone to get yourself hurt but you see, that's the Asian culture. If you if you look at other cultures, you look at the Western culture, they are more like, I love you, mom, I love you, dad, you know, like, they're constantly, like, pouring out their emotions, which there are pros and cons, definitely. But as Asian culture, I think we grew up in a more tough love kind of situation, whereby um, the way I say I love you, it could be like, not saying it, but like doing things for you. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Oh. It's funny how like there are some points in the Western side that make sense. And there are some points in the Asian side that make sense. And like, if you only can combine the good things together, it would be perfect. That's why we travel around the world. Um, yeah. To understand the culture. Okay. So, I think... Okay, that being said, <laughs> alright? Hi, my name is at so.rayray. I'm in a relationship <laughs> with Kravism and um, Fikano, which is aka Afik the Prince, is a good friend. And like, please give me a reason why I always get questions about relationship. Like, what are you so curious about? Like, why do I have to come out with a talk show about my relationship? I know, right? I mean, mine could be for, like, a whole se- <gasps> a whole Netflix series. Oh. Like, I feel like I, I, I'm just... I need to start but, okay. a YouTube channel with Kravis so people will just... You should, yeah. yeah. You should. You really should. I will watch it. I know. I'm like, I feel a feeling <laughs> that people will enjoy watching it and, like, laugh 
at us. Okay, but if you do have questions, you know, I'm going to be... The next podcast would probably be with Afik, actually. I did ask him about it. Please, you will see the difference between the questions that I get and the questions that okay. he get. Are you sure? I'm, yes. We will find out about I am so sure and I will be so jealous that he's not getting such questions. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Ray, for joining me today. I really, really think that, yeah, this is the longest we have talked in, like, two months. I know. And, like, it's so intense. I need a break now. We do before, you know, we have to go back to work and social interact with people. Good luck. (laughs) Though, I mean, I would go through all that for the projects that's coming up. And it's quite interesting. And it's quite fun, actually. I'm looking forward to the end product of it. I mean, the process of the rehearsals, interacting with other humans, is going to take a toll for me. But it's for, like, the viewers and, like, the audience to see what we do best. So, where can they find you at? Well, uh, you can keep a lookout at Music and Drama Company for more info. And uh, keep a lookout for Mm -hmm. Mel. She'll be performing for NDP. It's quite exciting. And, uh, yes, (laughs) do tune in to Power 98 Love Songs every Sunday. Oh, yeah. Um, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. I have moved to yes. a different time slot now. Woohoo! Oh, you did? I did. Now I know. <laughs> I know no longer morning slots. Morning slots are yeah. always the hardest. So Ray has her own, her own, you know, talk show on Power 98. Yeah, but like, I, so I, I can't talk about like such personal things or fun things. It's okay, you can always come back here. <laughs> I would love to have you. This is an uncensored free zone. I love it. God bless Melody Long Podcast. It's for fun. No, I just want to talk because who else am I going to talk to during this CV period? That is also true. Right. Okay, so we will just end this podcast now right here because it's been an hour. <laughs> Plus, it's getting way too long. So thank you once again, Ray, for joining me today. Thank you, Mel, for having me. I will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.